Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Tangent Podcast with Colleen and Mike. Here with me is Mike. How have you been, Mike? Hello. Let the people know. I have been alive. <laughs> You've been alive. I have been alive. It does feel like this. the beginning of this week, just being alive is a success. Yes, actually. Yes. I was very sad yesterday uh, for no reason up until a few hours ago when you gave me the reason, which is... <laughs> the reason why you, myself, and I think another four or five friends of mine, we all have had a shitty day yesterday. And maybe some of you listeners as well. Yes. Maybe you'd care to know that it's the season of Mercury being retrograde. <laughs> yeah, we, we know these things. I mean, well, you do. <laughs> I, I'm the person who knows these things. Yes, you are. You are. You definitely are. I don't I, know why. I stupidly got into the habit, like, if more than three people tell me they have a bad day, I'm checking the astrology calendar just, the just for the sake of it. Astrology calendar? Yeah, there's such a thing. You mean a horoscope? No. Oh, a calendar. You mean, you mean a star chart? Well, we, I mean, basically what's happening in the sky today, if the, there's any event. Star chart with interpretation. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, you guess correctly. I don't know. So I just do it for the laws. But every now and then something will actually happen. Like, for yeah. instance, this thing. How's, how's your week? Well, it's increasingly getting better, but the bar is really low. Oh, <laughs> tell me about it. Why is that? Uh, yesterday, which was Monday, started with like a really bad day. Yesterday was not Monday. Today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. <laughs> Did something? No, there's, there's nothing bad happened on Monday. Monday was a okay, I guess. Then yeah. Tuesday was bad. I was underslept. I got bad news. I you got bad news. Oh I no! I got bad news. Where did you get bad news? Uh, just a friend. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, it happens. I hope they're fine. They probably are. I'll be okay. Yeah. But then after that, when by the time I got home, I was so tired and sad the whole day i just listened to russian hip-hop for some weird reason i i can see the face on your the look on your face but russian hip-hop just give it a shot it works really good for two things apparently workouts and being sad <laughs> workouts and depression which is my two favorite things in the world <laughs> you should get into russian hip-hop now nah, i know that most a lot of guys in the calisthenics community are really into into the thing really yeah, that's how it kind of is came into my... Is a very uh, Russian Sorry. thing? Uh, probably. I mean, there are a lot of people... In, I, I've seen videos of Russian guys doing calisthenics, and they're kind of crazy. All right. But then again, if you're in the wrong part of Russia, there's not a lot you can do with your day. So why not just do calisthenics? You'll, you'll do calisthenics, and you'll listen to a lot of hip-hop. Russian hip-hop music, I believe. Yes, you do. <laughs> that's just like... Euro trash music. Do you know Euro trash? It's not Euro trash. Like it's just proper hip hop. No, like, I, I yeah, I know. But there's the there's that like Euro Euro di Euro disco. That's Euro trash music. It's Euro disco. That, that is, there there are some Russian songs that are just like that. Oh boy. And I'm gonna say they're good for the memes. <laughs> they're just good to make you laugh. Mm. Probably that's it. And for really really hard party hardcore party guys. <laughs> I'm guessing these are the only, the only two types of people that actually can listen to that thing. Non-ironical. All week, I've listened to uh, specifically two songs. 
<laughs> to a do, they, do they somehow relate to a ship? They relate to a ship. And a Jolly Roger, yar. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to pirate music for some reason. Uh, I'm but, the reason. Hello. Well, yeah, you actually you are the reason. I am the reason. But just two songs on loop. Just those two songs. Uh, the you should make them three. Like the other one with which Andre came came up with is quite okay. Um, yeah. So is whiskey in the jar. I don't think I know whiskey in the jar. Uh, but I will subscribe to it because it's whiskey in the, the jar. Just the Metallica one. <sighs> my show ring, da ma do da ma da do do. Yeah, do, yeah okay, do, got it. Whack for my daddy, Yeah, but that's too much of a production quality. Well, pirate songs should be just you don't have acapella. to. You don't have to listen to Metallica's version. You can just find "Whiskey in the Jar" sung by pirates. And I think the guys that I was listening to. Ugh, let me just give me bear with me for one second. The Mike's producing live again. Yeah. Uh. So okay, the two songs I've been listening to to are "Rye Whiskey" by the Pirates Charles and "Wellerman" by the Longest Johns. <laughs> And uh, these guys, the Pirates Charles, have yeah. on the same album as Rye Whiskey, they have the Whiskey in the Jar song. Okay. Um, but I've, I, I, I wafted through that album, and I only like this song, <laughs> Rye Whiskey. Okay, you're making a very bad case for Whiskey in the Jar. Well, the thing is, and this is, this is why I only listen to do, these two songs. I don't know why I'm making such a science thing, but bear with me. They have studies. Yeah, well, I have heuristic, rodents. Heurist, empirical <laughs> evidence, empirical evidence, heuristics, if you will. Yeah. Um, most uh, most bands that play pirate music are usually punky punk rock ish bands. And they'll have like one or two covers of a pirate song and the rest of them are just very punk sort of like fast paced like do, 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 I mean do, 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 do. I would see that probably if you get a pirate you take sticking from the what 1600s yes. 1800s and you put him today's you're yes, probably a punk the, rocker yes but I'm not a huge punk rock fan right specifically not that kind of I I did find a playlist on Spotify of sea shanties and apparently that's specifically the kind of uh, pirate music that we like sea shanties it's just like sea these shanties. sort of acapella type of folklore um pirate drinking whatever so that yeah that, that's that's why i found right whiskey i found it in a in a sea shant in the sea shanty playlist by spotify if you ever want to search for it yeah there you go well the reason i actually got i think i can safely assume i'm the one who got into pirate song you did with the wellerman song the reason i got into it is i was searching for songs that are really easy to sing along with yep because you hate me because i'm a music library and i know a lot of songs and you don't and then you wanted a song to know that i didn't know so you could sing it and rub it in my face no that was Correct? that was a cool side effect of the thing <laughs> okay what was the main reason because i i've stood long enough to use long enough for you to grow on me and i accept the fact that you know Aww. a lot of lyrics and you just cover my ass for being a bad singer so i'll just take it <laughs> i just sing louder than you yeah but fine. then but you get really enthusiastic and then you start singing louder and i'm like shut up you, you, let me sing louder fuck <laughs> <laughs> you raise your voice <laughs> close the windows if you must yeah the problem is what if you're not there true right because a lot of my friends most I'm of my friends there, though. are you <laughs> no always speaking to the blinds <laughs> scratching your forearms in the bushes oh my god 
A lot of my friends are never they never got into this thing of singing along to any songs. Okay. Whatsoever. And I slowly but surely want to get this under their skin. Okay. And these things are easy. So you became the annoying friend. That I will become. It, it's a okay. mission. It's a goal of mine right now to become the, the annoying friend. <laughs> Put it on your bucket list. It's not even a bucket list thing. I, I, I think it's something I need to do more actively. So it's not just. Okay. It's an it's ongoing thing. thing. I won't necessarily call it a New Year's revolution. Revolution. Resolution. <laughs> but a, a thing that I want to Technically, the New Year is a full revolution around, isn't it? Yeah, it's a revolution around the sun, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Physically speaking, it is. Boom, baby. It's, it's the, so there's two things. It's first is the getting people to sing more. Yep. The other one is randomly start dance parties in people's kitchens. What? Yeah. 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 I can't <laughs> even go that high. What? What do you mean? Wait, if you're at a friend's. Yeah. As most of us have to I do have right some now. of those. You do? Maybe. <laughs> nice. I encourage. I applaud you, kind sir. <laughs> So this thing started before the pandemic and everything, I think. But especially nowadays, since you cannot go anywhere to party and dance and whatever, most of the place I've done my dancing is my kitchen. Okay. And it's for you, some... You sound like a fucking commercial. <laughs> do you, Since the pandemic, do you not find any places to dance? I dance in my kitchen. I have, have you tried kitchens? <laughs> kitchens. <laughs> And for some reason, whenever you go to somebody's place, you usually spend a lot of time in the kitchen. Not the right. living room, as the name would apply. It's the kitchen because you drink there, there's water there, people smoke, whatever. Mm. Most of these things are hap happening in the kitchen. Okay. So for that reason, why just not start randomly dancing in the kitchen? Okay. And I'm actively trying to do this whenever I get the, the chance. And I feel like I have an audience to try this with. Are we talking like... Uh, like bursting out into fucking Irish step dancing, or is it just kind of more like getting in the groove, kind of like yeah, look at me. No, dancing. it's full on nineteen eighties, uh, Africa bambata hip hop break dancing in a circle oh, ciphering. No, of course boy. it's not that. It's just you have music on, like come dance with me, come dance with me, come dance with me. <laughs> <laughs> like Johnny Bravo, do the monkey with me. Hoo ha! You know? <laughs> okay. Well, I forgot about that. So just do something really stupid, but just have fun with it. Because people just started not doing this anymore. Ooh. And somewhere along, if you ever get into those articles about self help and whatever, you'll eventually reach to this one. Yeah, dance in people's kitchens. No, but you'll definitely <laughs> reach this one specific meme. I mean, let's call it a meme because it's not an article, it's just an image. But they will say about, I think it's in shamanic culture or whatever, or a witch doctor and tribes. Okay. If you ever feel sad or bad or whatever. Dance, baby. And you go to the witch doctor. The first things, the first three questions I think he'll ask you is when did you stop laughing? When did you stop dancing? And when did something stop to make you feel happy? Like nature, whatever. Wow. Right. So they will give you these three questions to think about. And obviously... Dancing makes everybody feel good, so why not feel good? You are a very wise man. Thank you. <laughs> I like to think of myself as an urban shaman. An urban... Really? Yeah, I really like that term. I think I heard you use that term before. Is that really what you would consider yourself, you fucking nerd? Not necessarily. I don't go deep enough. Ooga chaka. Ooga chaka. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can stop this beat. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't go that far because I'm not really that. Um, I don't spend that much time into the whole philosophical, not philosophical, spiritual thing of a shaman. But if I ever had to choose one, probably that would be it. Urban shaman. I mean, at least something that has to do with shamanistic stuff. Because hmm. even when I was a young nerd and I would play... That was the next question I had for you. What did you used to play in World of Warcraft? I would usually just play spellcasters. Really? Never a priest. Priests were annoying. Yeah, well... They're hot. They don't do any damage. Yeah. But it usually will be something between a mage and a... What was the one called? It's not a shaman. What? Warlock? Not warlock. That one too. But the guy with the totems. Was it called a shaman? It's a shaman. Yeah. That shaman. one. Probably but that was a druid. I also like druids. Especially in the game because they can shapeshift into yeah. animals, and that's yeah. that. Find I find that really cool. But the idea of a druid is too much of a hippie to me. <laughs> like the actual idea of a druid you need nowadays. To be one with nature. It's too much tree hogging, mm. honestly. Fair enough. The idea of the shaman, how it got to me, was I think somebody compared Carl Jung to being something like having a shamanistic journey. Ooh. Basically. If you allow me to nerd a bit about this. Go for it. Basically, the thing is, a shaman should be somebody who goes on the other side of whatever the, the other side is. Okay. Learns something, gains some sort of a wisdom, and then brings it back to the people. Okay. Hmm. Then this can go in a lot of weird places. It could, it could be psychedelic drugs. It could be just... Isolating yourself in nature, it could be whatever. I could, because I guess you could consider even going to a different country and coming back would be some sort of shamanistic journey. Hmm. With all the mysticism just strip out of it. I wouldn't consider myself a shaman, even though I lived abroad. <laughs> Indeed. Because it does, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have that whole spiritual connotation. But I do, the, yeah, but I do have a lot of words. sort of quote unquote wisdom to partake. Exactly. That, that's the main point mm. of it. And that's the, the argument with Carl Jung. I think I might be wrong with this, but I think when he wrote the red book, the okay. big red book of okay. psychology, he had like a very obsessive, um, what's the word? Manic need to find some answers okay. for whoever he was. I never read the red book, mm -hmm. so I'm speaking out of my ass, but <laughs> just go with me. He had this very manic way of, need to find the, the answers he was trying to figure out in order to write this book okay S but in the same time he was still a functioning member of society okay he was still a, a psychiatry practitioner or whatever okay but he had this whole thing and when he was by himself he would do obsess with the questions he was trying to figure out and by the end of the this journey for i don't know how many months years took eventually he comes out with this big red book of psych psychology I'm not sure who called him like this, but he basically, it, it's possibly that it was in a Jordan Peterson thing. Okay. He compares this thing with the shamanistic journey and shamanistic cultures and whatever. So I just like the idea of going somewhere, finding wisdom, and then bringing it back. Like, uh, who's that? Prometheus? Who brought the fire? I'm guessing, yeah, I'm guessing that that's, that's the original legend. Hmm. The original myth. Well, it's one of them. I mean... I guess it's is, the oldest you and me know. Is Greek mythology older than Egyptian mythology? No. 
then I'm sure the Egyptians must have had some equivalent to that. And then the Mesopotamians as well. I mean, we can go back to Anunnaki if you want to, but I don't think we're going to open that book. Um, when I was a young boy of video game playing age. When I was a young mere cat. <laughs> because of my sort of pseudo-religious background, I guess, I used to play a lot of paladins. I hated paladins as a character. Yeah, well. And I played Blood Elf Paladins, which is the worst combo. You played gay paladins. Yeah, well, hey. (laughs) Don't hate on the gay paladins. I had a lot of Blood Elf characters, I know. But they were gay. They were gay as fuck. (laughs) I love them, but they were gay as fuck. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I played Paladin because it just kind of like, at the time, I was going to church and stuff. And I was like, oh, I want to be the good guy. And I want to be lawful good and do the right thing and whatever. But secretly, I always wanted to be, I, I was liked playing as a hunter. Because I just liked the bow and arrow and having a pet and all that, right. the whole concept. So I, I used to go back and forth between those. Uh, then when I calmed down with religion, to say so, I was heavily into warlocks. <laughs> warlocks are just cool. Well, no, actually, no. Th- that's when I started legit playing hunters in every game. And that's why to this day, from 2012... I have the same one main character in Guild Wars 2, which is a hunter, a Norn hunter. Uh, but more recently, not really that much in love with hunters anymore. Uh, right. What I play is, uh, this is weird because there's like this weird duality. I'm either barbarian because I love the whole like t- dual wield axe kind of no armor so your usual savage brawny exactly. guy with two huge uh, arms and just dashes exactly. head first in yep. battle. Yep, and frenzy and all that. Okay, so I Viking, go... which brings us to exactly. the drink we're drinking right now. Well, I'm not done with my story. Hold on. Since I'm... when do you stop with tangent for a story? Because <laughs> I want to finish. Finish. Uh, so it's either, it's either, well, it's either Barbarian or Warlock. Right. Because I love the whole concept of it. Like, I fell in love with Warlocks when I pray, played uh, Neverwinter Online. The warlocks in every game work the same way they do in World of Warcraft, because that's the only uh, reference I have to online online games and characters like this. But basically, what I'm asking for this with this is, do they have some sort of a demon that they send in front to attack, and then they send them behind and just deal, deal damage? Well, technically, no. Okay, that's technic tech. Well, I don't know. Maybe Kodruts could tell us more about that. I don't he's a care necessarily for the specificity specificity of it. Tell me your experience. Why do you like warlocks? So, because I would try to compare this you're talking, to hunters. Yeah, right? what, what you're talking about is a necromancer because you summon an undead minion and send it to fight for you. Warlocks traditionally have eldritch powers. That's what they're called. So you have like eldritch blast. I think is like your first thing that you you use. Also, I think I might be wrong, but I think uh, at least from the games I played, warlocks. So you know how. Uh, mages and sorcerers draw their strength from the intelligence stat. Yeah. Uh, warlocks draw and from charisma, and I think paladins too. They draw. So the higher the charisma, the more damage they do, instead of the higher the intelligence or the willpower. Okay. Um. Yeah. So that's. I don't know. I just like to. I played Neverwinter Online, and you had this like sort of dash thing, but it wasn't like a dash. It was more like a run, like a temporary run that would sort of that would have like a, a bar that would deplete and then you have to like wait for it to refill so you could dash more. And for the warlocks, they just kind of like put their arms in the, like 
a, sort of in a in the cross kind of way, and they would hover and levitate, and they would just like levitate around and be like, and I was like, oh, that is fucking badass. <laughs> uh, yeah, but in in other games, I like to play Necromancer because because of that, because you can summon a shitload of minions, put a lot of boons on them. Like when they die, they explode or shit like that. And you're just like, yep, go fight, go go fight for me. Yeah. So yes, the drink we're drinking now, which is related to Vikings, which is mead. 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 <laughs> I have ordered four different bottles of mead online. For the people who don't know, which surprisingly is a lot of people that don't know what the fuck mead is. I never knew until I met you. Mead is the oldest alcohol that humans have ever created. Uh, they used to, they, they ironically used to make it in Egypt, in ancient Egypt. That's where I think that's where it was invented. Okay, I... or a bit first or whatever first brewed or whatever. It's it's literally um, wine made out of honey, and it has the consistency of sweet wine, but the the sweetness of it it just tastes like honey. But it's more of an aftertaste or a subtle taste. Like while they're drinking it, it has a subtle taste of honey, and then there's not an aftertaste. Yeah, it's a, not it's not like you're drinking honey and it's goopy and gross, and if you drink too much, you get sick. That is a bit more goopy than normal wine. Just a tid more goopy. Yeah. Goop. The viscosity in it, it kind of the, the taste, Slightly. the texture of it reminds you of honey, not just the taste. Yes. Yeah. It's I, definitely not so. like drinking honey. I, I'd say so. Yeah. Um. So we had a bottle of just generic uh mead. Uh, we finished that before recording, and now we're drinking a thing uh, with, it's called Catlin Burger uh, Met, and I'm guessing Met means mead in some language, Polish or German or whatever. Uh, shout out to Drink My Wine, which is the company I guess I bought this from. I ordered it online. Uh, and this flavor is Met Dark Aronia Bere, which I'm guessing is a type of berry. Because it's weird, it's, it's, it's freaking red. It's red. So, as, as you would have guessed, mead is traditionally yellow, just like honey. But this one that we're drinking right now is red, like wine, but has a sweet, uh, a subtle, sour taste. Subtle. Let's just call like it for a what it is. Let's just call it for is we're basically drinking cranberry juice. Basically drinking cranberry juice. Yep. I am quite disappointed in this one because I like the taste of honey. Such a good thing that you mentioned their name and shout out and everything. <laughs> I'm quite disappointed in it. But, but. If they sponsor our podcast, maybe we can change <laughs> this opinion. <laughs> they have the other one. Um, they have, let me quickly check. Uh, so this one is colored purple, I guess. Uh, but the other one... The label, they, you mean, right? Yeah, yeah, the, the label. The, the label's purple. Uh, and the other one they have is green. And that one is uh, with... Uh, green? Hops. Hamei. Right. It's hops flavored. Like the hops in beer. Uh, it's still met, but... It, so this one was called dark. And the green one's called... How would you pronounce that? Urtip. 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 Or Urtip. Or U-R-T-Y-P. Hopfen and Enzian. Uh, yeah, put it real close to the microphone. I might want to make the sound. 
Uh, yeah, so it's 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 that, and that one is really good. It tastes a little bit like hops, so it has like a very beerish aftertaste. Yeah, yeah, a, a very subtle beer aftertaste, which I like. But you know, traditional meat is the best kind of meat, man. It's 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 so good. It sounds fucking sounds like liquid. such a good combination. Let's take wine that was made with honey, and let's just make it sour or bitter. Well. I mean, isn't that how all craft beer was invented and all that? No, craft beer is sweet. Craft beer? Every I, every single IPA you ever drank is sweet. Sweet? Yeah. But it's, well, it's it's not sweet. It's, At least in my taste, it's sweet. It's flavorful, I'd say. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And like you should. I like, so you should. I like flat lights, IPAs, and mead. How hipster can you fucking get, man? What the fuck is wrong with me? What am I doing with my life? Why do I have a fucking podcast? <laughs> you're, you're that much of a hipster. Am I, though? You have me here, right? <laughs> like You're just <laughs> degrading yourself of being too much of a hipster. But I can specifically name the times you mentioned like nobody can get more hipster than I am. What, than you? Yeah. Really? I don't, you said it a couple of times. <sighs> refresh my memory <sighs> okay I lied I cannot specifically name <laughs> of course you can I put you on the spot I, I lied, on the spot, lied. Like... I'm a bad boy but basically mm-hmm. you do the stereotypical things of a hipster like craft beer expensive coffee okay. podcasting whatever I just do weird shit <laughs> or not do common shit <laughs> yeah like you're into astrology <laughs> I entertain the idea of astrology uh huh <laughs> I, I have I have a background of astronomy that I have to keep up, and I understand everything, but it's, it's fun. Astrology is fun. Yeah. I think this is our most unscripted episode, because I'm trying to think up of shit to talk about. That's your problem. You shouldn't. Yeah, well, I think we haven't delved into a tangent yet this episode. Like in a, in a real classic tangents tangent. Well, that's because we don't have a main story we want to cover. We're we just don't. talking right now. Yeah, we're just talking. Yep. Yeah. We avoided the main story for like how much the length of this podcast is by now. Uh, 20 something minutes. 20 something minutes. So we still got half a podcast to go. What would you like to talk about? <laughs> well, it depends. We can nerd a bit more about your passion for Vikings. No. Which I'm I good. say we don't do that. Nah. The other thing is we can. Tell the people what we've done in the weekend. Oh, yeah. Shit, I forgot about that. You had a whole production house in your apartment and you forgot about that. I drank a lot of rum. (laughs) Yeah, we all I drank a lot of rum. (laughs) Shout out to (laughs) Dead Man's Fingers, which I wrote to on Instagram apologizing for all the tags I put on them. But I was just like, that's what I'm drinking and I'm going to tag them if I can. And I did. And I apologize. I was like, oh, but it's really good. And all they sent me back, which props to them that they wrote back. They sent me a skull emoji and a thumbs up emoji. I find that to be very characteristic. Yep. Like you made free I advertising. I appreciate the appreciate fact it. that you wrote anything. I once, here's a tangent for you. There we go. I once found a chocolate box that has my last name spelled backwards. As it's in the name of the chocolate. Anidor? Anidor. The fuck? I'm shit, I shit you not. 
There is okay. such a chocolate that it has my last name just spelled backwards. And I wrote to them telling the whole thing, and I find it really funny. They, I'm not sure if they've seen it, probably saw it, but <laughs> nobody answered back to me. So Dude, at least he got his call emoji, not thumbs up. I have the most Islamic backwards written name that I can think of. Can you say it? Ahlodiahim. That to my ears, that sounds very Islamic. I'm trying so hard not to make a bomba joke. Wow, don't please. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Gonna. I have Muslim friends that I love very much. Shout <laughs> they, out to Mus. They know I'm in it just to get humor. I love Mus also. I know. Hopefully, you, you he still loves a, me back. You could make it an Ahmed the dead terrorist joke. A silence! I kill you. <laughs> um, I wonder if anybody who's listening does not know who Ahmed is. I was again shocked to find out people to, to to meet people yeah to meet people who don't know who Ahmed the dead terrorist is because I usually start singing the jingle song that, that he has the dashing through the sand <clears throat> yeah yeah dashing through the is this is this PG to sing this dashing through the sand with a bomb strapped on my back I have what a nasty plan, plan for, for Christmas, Christmas in, in Iraq. Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> And people were like, oh, that's so funny. Ha ha ha. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Ahmed, ah, I kill you. And they're like, what? what? And I'm like, what do you mean, what? It's Ahmed, the terrorist. What the fuck? They're like, I don't know. Who's who's that? Who's Ahmed? I'm like, oh, open up YouTube. I must show you Jeff. What's his name? Dunham. Jeff, Jeff Dunham. Dunham. Yeah. Wow. That's a that's old. Ahmed, the dead terrorist is an old meme. Yeah, but it was, he was a whole thing back then. Here's a tangent for you. So I would I just remembered of old memes and my incessant passion for old YouTube. I'm afraid. And I'm looking at the book that I still have fucking finished for the last two months. I have like 30 more pages, but I never get around to read it. Uh, Felicia Day's autobiography. Uh, you're never weird on the Internet in parentheses almost. Um, and... Oh, dude, it's such a blast of the past because at some chapters of that book talk about her, how she wrote um, and directed and started and did almost everything for the guild. Right. Which is which is probably the first YouTube web series. Uh, I, I'm saying that because the way she describes it and the whole process makes it sound like no one has done that up to that point. OK. And she does say that, like everyone she talked to about the concept and everything was like what a, a, a series like a tv show but on, on the internet and people were like well why would people want that and stuff and to top it to top it more to top it off more it was a uh, a web series about geeks and about nerds playing a basically world of warcraft game uh and everyone was like well why would people want to watch someone do you know, like, you know nerds and whatever and playing games and stuff and it was such a blast to the past reading those chapters about like the old YouTube and how they, they had to film it and how they had uploaded it and the whole marketing that went into it and all that. And it was just reminded me of the, f oh, I, I miss that era and of my life and every, well, I miss it because I was a young kid and I missed that. I was like in, in middle school. Yeah. Uh, what, like 2005 to nine, I yeah, guess around, around that time. Think, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was already in high school, but uh you know around that time like late middle school early high school uh 2005 to 9 i guess it's 2000 it's youtube is like 2004 i think or 2005 
Anyway, around that time. I have no idea. I do not <laughs> recollect what happened. I know, because I'm passionate about that shit. Man. I fucking love it. It was so good. And it was so... Not that it costs money now, but it was so free and wild. And people just made stuff. And it was great. And it was at a very easily digestible pace. Because people made shit like once or twice a week. Not every fucking day like they do now or you know depends on what you watch depends on what you watch but there's like this pressure of making more content uh you know long form like half an hour 20 minute content back then it was like five minute videos there was that's why i think that's why i love vine maybe that's why a lot of people love vine because it was like seven seconds to film something and people got so fucking creative with it so creative with it in seven seconds they're like some of the best memes that still are stick around to this day from the Vine era, um, and I just, I just, I fuck, I'm so, I miss that, man. I miss that. I miss the way YouTube used to be and how crazy it was. And oh, yeah. Now you got TikTok. Yeah, but that's weird because I did we. I think we. I feel, yeah, we did. Did we talk about this before? Yeah, we did. We did. We talked about TikTok. Did we in talk this about? No, no, no. Did we talk about the? I'm thinking of a Gangrams reference now. You um, always do. Help well, me. that's true. Help me be here. No, no, no. The uh, it's the fact that their content has changed along with them. So, Gangrams. I know as what well, you want to say. Yeah, I can't Go remember if we it. talked about this, but I don't whatever. think we did. Go I don't. I don't think so. I think I talked to you about this, and I talked to a bunch of other friends about this. But anyway, um, the idea is that I've noticed us. And the internet growing up uh, through Gang Grumps. So back in the day, their content used to be crazy and funny. And they were actually grumpy. And they play a lot of shitty games. And they get very angry at them. And it was fucking funny to watch. And, you know, Aaron going crazy and shouting and whatever. And then they did a TV show. And they did a bunch of, like, they did a whole lot of live action stuff for ads or for promotions or for shit like that. And it was fun and it was great and it was entertaining and they did a lot of stuff. And then they kind of toned it down. Uh, they, you know, started doing a lot of meditation, yoga, th- therapy, stuff like that. They sort of toned it down. They were like more self-care. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. That's amazing. That's inspiring. Um, and then they kind of toned it down and it was cool. And it was a bit of long, long form content and they played a lot of series uh, so it wasn't that sort of like crazy and mad and every day was you didn't know what to expect. Um, and now since the pandemic, it's so weird because th- it feels like they slowed down so much with the craziness and the insanity and the jokes and everything. And obviously they've been running for like, what, seven years now. So th- you kind of run out of childhood and parents and stuff stories. To talk about, yeah, but that is a long about, time. Yeah, no, th- th- that's what I'm saying, right? Because it passed so long so much time uh now they sort of it feels like they slowed down and then it hit me when a couple of months ago they started to do so okay they have a huge fan base and a lot of people make animated videos on shit they say they make a lot of compilations of stuff they do and themed like a compilation of all the dad jokes a compilation of all the mom jokes a compilation of life stories childhood stories all the rage moments all the funny moments or whatever and it was so weird when they released started releasing videos of them reacting to those compilations or them reacting to animations. And it's so weird because the animateds and the compilations of, of are of old funny shit. And now it became, it feels so weird because it became so meta because now they feel like they're with me on the backseat watching themselves in the golden era of themselves, right? 
And that was such a weird, I don't know how, how better to describe that. And it's so weird because it feels like, wow, even they're so sort of aged, I guess, in a way that they themselves are looking back at the good old days. And that felt like such a great way to, dis that's why I'm using this example, because it felt like such a great way to describe what happened to YouTube, because I'm now, I don't really look at a lot of new content, not even Game Grumps anymore. I don't even watch it that much anymore. I haven't watched it seriously in, in ages. I watch old compilations. I don't watch any new stuff. And I don't really watch a lot of new stuff on YouTube. I just kind of go back to the old stuff or the things that I like that are familiar to me. Well, YouTube is also was created, not created, but developed in such a way that now it does that. It very much facilitates whatever you like. It just throws in your face. And it's really hard to find something new. That's true. But I'm not talking about, like, as I said, I'm not even watching the shit that I know that I like. I don't watch any of the new stuff. I haven't watched a Kurzgesagt video in ages. I've watched Blasphemy. none of the new stuff. Like, in the last three or four months, I haven't watched any Kurzgesagt. Well, basically, you missed, like, four I, episodes. Well, still, I haven't watched any Jeff Nippard. I, fuck, man, since, since Rogan's off YouTube, I haven't watched any of his, like, best moments or whatever. I just kind of, I just watch shit that, I, you know what I watch on YouTube now? <laughs> what is it that you watch? Gangrams compilations, uh, The Office bloopers and compilations and shit like that, and, uh, uh, dog sleeping music that I put in the background for my dog and me while I'm working. That makes sense. And very rarely I'll listen to Space Ambient. Well, this is a That's thing. That's it. Because this happens, and I've seen it with a lot of people, and there's memes about this, whatever, with people re-watching the same series or the same shows, or, like, you watch compilations of Green Rooms in The Office, and I can understand it, but I never really empathize with it. Yeah, because but that's the I never thing. do this, right? So I never just rewatch something I used to watch or something I used to like. I'm always looking for something new. And mm. although I understand the fact that you look you're looking at this thing or just you rewatching Friends for the eighth time. I hate Friends. I watched I The Office three times. I just give it as an example. Yeah. But it's either Friends or How I Met Your Martyr or The Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's one of the those or uh, or uh, Seinfeld. Do you have any friends that are really that much into Seinfeld? Yeah, I do, unfortunately. British ones? Nope. Romanian ones? Yep. I'm impressed. Yep. Regardless. Yep. <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> I never got in. I don't really understand. And even if... I'll have this problem. Whenever I stop scrolling on YouTube, mm -hmm. if something is a couple of months old or a year or so old, and it's not something that I'm particularly interested in, it doesn't exist for me. I'm just... Wow. It's not there. That's interesting. But like, I, I understand that, right? It's like different people do different things for different reasons. It's just the fact that I felt that way for a long time. And then seeing the people that I sort of look up to who are on YouTube do the same thing that I'm doing as just purely a viewer. That made me sort of question a lot of things. And even like Felicia Day, for example, she she used to do Geeks and, Geek and Sundry and she had like a whole... Geek and Sundry used to be a channel that was basically a, they tried to be a um, sort of like a TV channel. Right. With anything geek to do. And they had like multiple mini series and stuff like that. They tried to do that on YouTube. And again, in the book, I'm it might be biased because I'm reading it in her book. But she described it and she, I think she quoted some people who described it as basically the next gen of tv like this is what tv is going to be it's going to be youtube it's going to be a channel that's basically a network 
uh, of mini series and stuff like that. And that's what TV is going to be. But there are things like that that are trying to do this. One specific thing. Not, necess- not necessarily a network thing, but I like... Uh, oh, I kind of cheat on this. Like I do with everything with series and movies because I don't watch series and movies. I just watch resumes and critics' reviews of it. Okay. But there are these stories that are created with social media. So for instance, one example I have here is it, there was this YouTube channel that it's presented as being a true story. Okay. It's obviously not because the story is about this girl that used, lived in a house with her dad. And her dad would usually lock himself in the basement and work on some science project. Okay. And at some point, he just vanishes, okay. leaving just one note behind or something. And she has, she found in the basement this tiny purple-ish creature that is just there. And then she takes care of it and it looks horrible. It's made out of, it's, it looks like a very, very ugly puppet. It's obviously a puppet. But it's... It sounds like creepy pasta. It's kind of like a creepy pasta, but made in real time on either YouTube or Twitter or some things like this, right? And it just unfolds as you go. And sometimes they even go cross platforms and whatever. And you just have to follow everything to see what the story is about. Okay. I don't have time to do this. So that's why I watch a, a channel that will take everything and just explain it and review like it. Like Wisecrack. <laughs> like Wisecrack, but I'm talking more there these uh, specific channels that usually get recommended to me during the holidays okay especially on christmas when i go back home and i have nothing to do and i just need to waste some time somehow to binge you go into the dark side of youtube it's not necessarily the dark side i i know it can get much worse than this but there are these youtube channels that go on internet mysteries or theories or whatever they're really cool they're so fun to watch so good but they would explain these things and for instance this story the creature just starts growing up and it develops limbs and at some point starts talking and the creature (laughs) hates the girl and eventually the girl has to fight or kill whatever the creature and just escape the house and there's a metaphor that's explained about everything it's crazy and i really love this format Hmm. which is a weird thing to say because i don't have the time to actually watch it and be a part of it like engage with it in twitter or just see episode by episode but just when i see everything unfold and how everything looks like like that's such a cool idea Hmm. and i really like it and the fact that some people actually fooled about it, that they're actual really sto- real stories, you're like, that's really cool. And at some point, mm-hmm. it starts becoming a problem. Because I think there was one story about something related to kidnaps. And mm-hmm. they had the main channel, and then somebody gets in on some Reddits or on, certain, on a Twitter feed, and they become like a major figure in that circle. And then that person on his or her YouTube channel gets kidnapped and people did not know what if they the sh- were supposed to call the authorities or not. It was like <laughs> it's a really fun concept, but at the same time, I get in this particular case, I guess it got a bit problematic. Yeah, I know. So I know. I was going to ask you if you if you heard about this. There, there's this one thing like that where this there was this YouTube channel and this guy kept posting really cryptic videos, and then some other guy had a YouTube channel which kept replying to these videos. Uh, and he was sort of deciphering them and he was doing a great job deciphering them. And eventually like he kept unlocking the next step and the next step and the guy kept posting and this guy kept uh, figuring out the riddles. And at some point, the last thing was, um, this guy put a puzzle and this guy decrypt, this other guy decrypted it and it was like coordinates. 
uh, somewhere in England in the middle of a field next to a tree or something. Okay. And the guy filmed going there or something like that. Uh, and there was a package or some shit or I don't know. He was I can't remember exactly, but it was something like, okay, I'm guys, I'm gonna go into the field and I'm gonna go and check this out. Uh, and then he did, and then he never uploaded a video ever again, and no one knows what happened. <laughs> so I don't know if this is real or not, but I remember someone, like you said, someone, I watched someone else make a video describing this whole back and forth and what happened and whatever, and I was like, whoa, I wonder if that's real or not. But see, this is exactly what I'm talking about. I don't really see that happening anymore, because back in the day, it was such a wild, wild west on YouTube. Like, you'd have people make the guild out of their own fucking garage, and you'd have Game Grumps who started, like, two guys with one microphone on a couch. Uh, and you had... Again, silly videos, like... Niga 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 and and yeah. Smosh, and shit like that. And it was, like, wild, and there were very few people who did very great things, and now everything feels so fucking streamlined, and they're a production company. And I'm not saying... Again, I'm not complaining about this. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Because obviously it gives people a lot of jobs, uh, it gives people a lot of uh, freedom for creativity and stuff like that. But everything feels so <sighs> mediated, mediated, so insular, like, you know, you find exactly what you need to, to cater for your own shit. You find if you're into makeup, you'll find a billion makeup, YouTube makeup accounts uh, to follow and whatever. If you like games, streaming games, you'll find a billion accounts for that. And you don't have to watch anything else. It, back in the day, it was such a mix and so crazy. And there weren't that many and that streamlined. It was just like someone with a camcorder in their house. No, but definitely funny you videos. had. You had like specific, for a specific topic, you would have videos, right? You would have your tutorials for whatever and whatever. Yeah, you but now if you don't have like, if you don't have the fucking latest iPhone or a, an amazing camcorder with the stupid light that I have behind me that I never ever use, the like the circular uh, lights and like good lighting and good content and stuff like that everyone's so obsessed about it being the best and being amazing and well, beating everyone else and everyone's trying so hard and investing so much money and time and making these and back day it didn't fucking matter it, just, it is it was funny and it was great and it was organic now it's so it feels everything's so scripted and so hi guys welcome to my youtube channel and it is to I'm some point blah, blah, blah. i'll, I'll get it like, so off. everybody's pushing forwards to the production value and you have yeah. to look like you're professional and you know what you're doing in order to attract people because most of us, I mean, myself and you and people of our generation, whatever, we go to YouTube basically for con for information, for informative content. Okay. Right? So you have to know, you have to look to play a part as, as if you're on top of the, your shit. If you, you're doing a cooking channel, you cannot do a sloppy cooking channel. Because there's a million others that will just... Yeah, but that's the thing. Wait, that's what... wait, wait, for, wait for this. Because there are many other channels that will do a way better quality than you are. Yeah. But then there are channels like You Suck at Cooking. Okay. That's just a parody of every other cooking channels that would do this. Yeah, but that's exactly the thing. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Back in the day, people had original ideas that they did and were funny and it was crazy. And you'd go random from one video to another. You just press play, hit play next video automatically and you'd laugh and it was great. Now you have this whole fucking meta content about haha there yes we are aware that there are two million cooking channels and they're all pushing to be the best and someone makes a spin-off channel like you I, I don't know what the one that you mentioned i'm probably i'm probably guessing it's funny and whatever but like i'm just talking like concepts right conceptually that it's so weird that there had to be all these billion I'm, I'm just using cooking as an example I get it, right I get it. cooking channels that are pushing for greatness and whatever and trying so hard 
and at some point someone with a very sort of post or metamodernist view of the world looks at that and goes, ha, ah, that's stupid, why are you trying so hard? And then they make a channel where the whole focus is they're mocking that and it's so meta and it's so like that and then that becomes the cool thing and then I'm, I'm sure that, you know, a couple of those channels are going to pop up and then someone else is going to come in and they're going to make fun of that, those ones in a different way. It's, it's just, it's so weird. It's not weird. It's just market. It's just the but way is, it evolved. But, but that's interesting. That's the interesting thing because we are living interesting times. And I don't know if this is a generational thing or if this is a completely unique thing. So like, okay, everyone when they're 26 or 28 or whatever goes through these patterns as they grow up and the people around them of their age. Or is it something specifically to like whatever, 2021 that this is the point that we evolve to socially, that now this is the norm where you have 2 million cooking channels and you have the channels that are making meta fun. They're making meta content based on those channels. Is this like the time we live in? And if it is, that's interesting. That's fucking why. Like, I'm curious why that happened. How did we get here? Because I live in a nostalgic sort of world where I miss the good old days when you didn't have that. You just have completely original content. And it was great and it was fun and it was wild. And now you have streamlined shit and then you have the ones that top that with the meta content. And it's, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just ranting because I'm fascinated by it and I don't really understand it. I don't understand why it exists, how it came to be. And I don't see anyone talk about that. That's the thing. There's no one saying like, oh, of course, oh, philosophical, whatever. It evolved into this point. So this the is way it society. came to be is not that difficult to understand. It's not, but no one talks about why. But it's easy. Why? It's supply and demand. It's just out. It's in front of your face if you just yeah. It's supply and demand. Almost spanking what, in the face. What determines me or you to watch those videos and say, "Oh, it would be so great if someone made a video making fun of these guys." That's, so wait, wait, wait. You ask like a lot of questions. I want to address them, but I'm sorry. We just need to pick someone, some of them up. So we agree, like people saw the need for, I don't know, cooking channels and fashion channels and whatever, and then just started creating more and more and people start watching them. Okay. And at some point, somebody understands that there's a shit ton of them. A saturation of the market. Exactly. And need something to spin to spice things up. Hmm. Uh, that These are your creative things right now. It's, I mean, it's a form of expressing original ideas. Cause, As it usually was. Because even nowadays, you can still find low production quality videos that are just pictures on a screen or doodly images and somebody having a story or speaking something on top of it, yeah. it will be funny. And I, with my naive sense of the world and naive sense of optimism, I really want to hope that there still are channels that do this. They're just, they don't have enough views for us to discover them because we don't have time to just waste entire days on YouTube searching for them. Yeah, because the people who have the money and the production value have the money for the correct SEO, so they're going to pop up exactly faster than the, the lower so production I'm, ones. I'm sure if... And they are. There are, for example, YouTube channels that would eventually... Not eventually, but every now and then just give shout-outs to YouTube channels that have under 1,000 subs. Okay. That they deem they're of quality and they worth watching. But you don't really have the time or you don't really care enough to, to go to watch those. Because even if you if you go, for instance, I don't know, to Reddit or just search for Google best channels forever under what, whatever. Yeah. Or about this or 
you'll definitely find something. But you don't have the time and energy anymore to just spend the time. To, I'm just repeating myself. But you don't have what it takes to just sit there and filter through everything. Right. You have it already filtered for you. You know what your interests are, and it just it's fed to you. If you go and cherry pick and hand pick everything from the mass of every possible YouTube channel out there, it's a full time job. Yeah. Back That's then, true. back then is the same is the same argument that you have with music back back in the days. Back in the days when the music industry was starting, in order to create and compose and product produce music, you need to know what you were doing. Yeah. So only actual musicians, actual professionals will, were doing it. That's why a lot of the most of the music from the past that we remember is so good quality and stuck the test of time so well. I think it's the same thing with YouTube. Back in the days when YouTube was such a new thing and you had only two three minutes videos of whatever whatever somebody caught in the day and you start having somebody that produces quote unquote because it wasn't actually necessarily producing but they create something that they invested time and effort to there was a such a high margin of entry and there was no compensation for it right the youtube mm -hmm. wasn't monetized back then you were just doing it for the creative process and whoever did this they stuck out stuck out in front of everybody else. Right now, you have so many channels that are high product... Pro <laughs> I said production so many times, I cannot say it anymore. Yeah. High production value right now. It's hard. You get lost in the sea of everything. That's interesting because you're, you're right. Maybe nothing really changed from then till now. It's just that, just that back then, not a lot of people were on YouTube. So there wasn't such a high demand for that kind of content. So it was enough to have tour free vloggers, tour free, whatever, comedy channels or whatever. And now because the demand is so high, because there's so many more people joined in these years and it became more streamlined and monetized and all that. Maybe now that the demand is that they want more content and, you and know, better content and people like us who grew up with it, maybe dreamt of being YouTubers. So they became a YouTuber and then more people joined and their friends joined or whatever. And then they wanted more content. And now you have so many of them. So maybe nothing really changed. It's just that now you have a lot more options and it's hard to get, it's easier to get lost, uh, with those up, like in between. Those yeah. Options. I feel like it just got mm. much, a lot more mainstream. When's the last time that you remember that you searched for a channel? Not searched for a specific channel, but just I think like today I want like cooking, right? Okay, for example, you know, when's the last time you went on YouTube and you were like, I wonder if there are any good cooking channel shows that talk about bleh, whatever. When's the last time you searched for a specific topic channel? So when I tried to find out a channel for something, that's the yeah. question. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've probably at the beginning of the pandemic, I think. Really? Yeah, because um, I realized if I want to really get to know a topic, I need to somehow surround myself with that topic. And having YouTube videos about that specific thing, it's a part of what I do. Like I consume a lot of YouTube, like shit tons. Because I don't know that I don't really watch TV series and movies that much, but I can consume hours of That's YouTube. True. That's true. Your backlog of Netflix is huge. 
because you don't really watch Netflix. I've never ever seen you watch Netflix. I don't have Netflix. I will probably watch one or two series and then I can just find it free online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll just look for that and then that's that. But uh, yeah, I haven't really done that. So mm. uh, that being said, I will just use YouTube as a, th- a way to surround myself with a specific topic. And the last time I've done this was probably in the beginning of the pandemic when I started, to, I wanted to delve more into financial literacy. Okay. So I started searching for youtube channels that would talk about this oh, specific topic yeah yeah yeah. i remember you were into that and exactly for this reason i was looking at the high-end good production values channels that would do this not some hmm. what is the best source of financial advising that i can get on youtube sound like go that. Hmm. yeah that's interesting I can't remember when the last time from you. The problem is because I have this problem that you're mentioning. Is only I phrase it differently. A lot of the things I watch on YouTube are very informational, right? And usually they're serious topics. That's true. You do. Or do maybe that. there's just comedy based on a specific content, a specific content genre. So yeah. I have I watch YouTube channels that make fun and or create trauma in some sense about fitness or whatever. Okay. Fitness industry is so much drama in it, by the way. So much drama. Fitness what? Fin- the, the fitness industry, the fitness, oh. genre, the fitness internet online space. Okay, really? So much drama, especially Didn't in YouTube. Didn't know that. Yeah, it's a lot of people just calling each other out. It's kind of funny. This guy said that you need to do five reps of the lateral pull down, well, but actually you need to do to some point, to some extent. I, I believe it started from a a good <laughs> a good uh, intention. Right. Because if you see somebody that has like a, a a huge audience and they give bad advice, you mm. want to correct that and address it. Yeah. Because there were fitness influencers that will give um, tutorials on exercises that would, if you followed them, you would get some sort of an impingement Oof. because they're just badly taught. Right. And you had people that just we need to correct this, and that's I get I'm, I'm I think that's a fair use of calling somebody out but then it became a lot of things like this person is natural and this person is not natural and this is a huge debate all over the youtube space of natty or nuts to which again it has a a place because you have everybody you have a lot of people that are young men especially that will get into fitness and they would see their fitness influencers they would think this is the body that you can get in like six months of going to the gym and it's obviously not (laughs) yeah and then they just feel bad about themselves and you just need to address the thing like this is not natural this is not how you're supposed to look like and this is not something they can maintain just get a hold of yourself but yeah then this thing can spiral really quick quickly into drama Hmm. but getting back to the problem i have was that i it's really difficult for me to find funny content because every now and then i'll be i have like a low energy day or i'm just brain dead and I want to watch some stupid shit yeah. that I don't have to think about. And the lowest of the low for me was cyanide and happy, happiness and cyanide. Yeah, cyanide and happiness. Cyanide and happiness. Yeah. That you know, if I I tell you I'm watching this, is like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done for the day. You, I'm really? just roast. Yeah. Wow. That was my to go to in cases. Always just I cannot deal with anything anymore. <laughs> I give up on t- today has been today's done. Yeah, it's basically it's just wasted time completely because otherwise 
YouTube is maybe wasted time, but at least it feels like it's productive if you watch informational content. Yeah. yeah but I when you that. go to this or ASDF movies or whatever, they're funny and then that's <laughs> that. But I can't, can't really find anything else. And I don't know how to find funny YouTube YouTube channels, creative YouTube channels. It's it's re that's the problem I have right now with with the YouTube and most of online space right now. It's really hard to find new things. Hmm. New and innovative, I guess. Yeah, because you can always say like, if you want to watch something, you just need to search for it and find it. But what if you want to watch something that you do not know that you want to watch? That's the same problem we talked about with learning. You have your university, you have all the freedom to learn anything you want. You just don't know what you should be looking for. You have the Indeed. time and capability to do it, but you don't know how. You not you don't have the mindset. Yeah, but it's a bit it's 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 a bit different, because at that point it's you do it for a specific pur purpose and reason. Yeah, but with, with this thing is like, what if you find somebody that do, does I don't know. There's a cool trend that does geography lessons. Yeah, because it's now, interesting. You don't don't never think about watching yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Because now, if you write funny, it'll just give you shit that is related to what you have already watched. It was tagged funny, and it's all algorithmic and shit. I have no idea what happens if I type in funny. I'll try it. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get funny video compilations and Vine compilations. Probably that's that's what I'm thinking of. Made by some Indian guy's channel who who knows how to do really good SEO, and instead of you know being a ten hour video of just all the funny compilations that I can just watch, it'll be like 20 minute or even 10 minute videos of funny compilations that has an ad, an, sorry, not an ad, an included promotion at the beginning, middle and end and some shout outs before the video actually starts. And I'm like, I don't give a fucking just start the funny stuff. I don't care about your life and your channel. And I don't give a shit about you. I just want to watch. See, that's the <sighs> ladies and gentlemen, what are some YouTube channels that you recommend? Um, go to our Facebook and Instagram and Twitter page if you so like. Uh, you can find us on Facebook via Tangents with Colleen and Mike, I think. I guess if you type anywhere Tangents with Colleen and Mike, they will find us. Yeah. On Instagram, we are Tangents underscore cast. On Twitter, we are Tangents underscore cast. <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> a, I like a, how you had to search that. Took a second to load the, the, on my phone. Um, uh, give us, you know, tell us what you think about this topic because I, personally, I'm very invested in this and I want to learn what other people's opinions are uh, in this and tell me how stupid I am for having all these preconceptions. See, this is why I want a comment section. We do. It's just people need to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's today. not a comment section, though. Whatever they can, they can, they can reach us if they really care to. Uh, and if they don't, then that's fine. We'll see how it goes yeah, up to episode one hundred, and then <laughs> we'll see if we do this anymore or not. <laughs> um, that's it for today. Um, Colleen, thank you for. I don't know. I'm always here. Good conversation. Yeah, I guess. Thank. Thank, thank me, thank you, and thank <laughs> I would like to thank myself, <laughs> first and foremost. <laughs> yes. I would like to give a shout out to myself first, and then to my mom, and then to everyone else. Um, I would like to point out how we, again, avoided the main topic we wanted to discuss today. Yeah, I, I realized halfway through. Also, I remembered we were supposed to film this episode. We have a specific reason why we haven't. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, we'll not get into that. It's, <laughs> a, it's a secret. It's a secret. <laughs> um, no, we just let's, want... just, let's just say Colleen has a bad hair day. Yeah, we don't want to get sued by the mead company. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Force free sponsorship. Exactly. All right. Thank you, everyone. Have a good morning and good day and good evening. And see you next time on the Tangents with Colleen and Mike podcast. See you there. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.